Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. Um, I want to thank you for everything in the last six years. Um, it's been an unbelievable road for me. Um, it's been an honor to play uh, for Spurs. Um, from the moment that I uh, arrived, I felt home, I felt welcomed, and uh, it was a pleasure to to play for this club and for the badge. Um, I wish you all the best uh, for the future, and I'm sure we'll meet again. Toby Alderwereld announced his departure from Tottenham Hotspur with these words on social media in the summer of 2021. The Belgian defender left North London after six years to sign a contract with El Duhail in the Middle East. In this podcast episode, we catch up with Toby Alderwereld to find out why he left the Premier League and what his new life is like in Doha, Qatar. This is the story of Toby Alderwereld and his move to the Middle East. My name is Sam van Raalte and welcome to the Home of Football, a podcast by 433. Let's go. Toby Alderwereld lives in Doha nowadays, the capital of Qatar. When we hopped on a call for this podcast, we first had some small talk in Dutch, since we're both from Dutch-speaking parts of Europe. Then we switched to English for the podcast. All right, so Toby, how was your day today in Qatar so far? Uh, very good, very good. Easy day today because tomorrow we have a game, so um, go to training tonight and then uh, go to the hotel and then tomorrow there's a game. After some small talk, we took a deep dive into Toby's move from Tottenham Hotspur in the Premier League to El Duhail in Doha. Toby Alderwereld was still a regular starter at Tottenham Hotspur when he made the move, and he still had two years left on his contract. He could have easily played in the Premier League for years to come, but he wanted to leave. Now, of course, we all know a move to the Middle East always comes with a massive salary. It's lucrative. And Toby has never made it a secret that this played a part in his choice. But it's not the entire story. I want to shine light on the personal aspects of a transfer like this. Much like in the very first episode of this podcast, when Mario Götze told us about the role his newborn baby played in his decision to sign for PSV in Eindhoven. When Toby Alderwereld signed for El de Hill, he said he wanted to get some love back for the game. Because perhaps he had lost that in England. I thought that was interesting, so I asked Toby how his transfer came to be to leave Tottenham Hotspur and the Premier League. Everyone know how, how I enjoyed my time at Spurs, but um, I think there was a moment that maybe I felt if there's a moment in my career that I want to take an adventure, it was now. And my agent called me to say there's an offer from Qatar. Then you go thinking like, okay, what will it mean for me and my family? Because um, like everyone know, um, if you play uh, not only competition, you play in Europe and you play for your national team, 
you're only away from, only away from home you know you're traveling you're in hotels uh, you're never there that was a big part of my decision to to see my children grow up to that I can go bring them to school that I can watch them really grow up and and play with them and for me the I wouldn't say the joy, but at the end, a little bit the, the enjoyment for, for football or for training and traveling and was a little bit uh, gone because I missed my, my children uh, uh, too much. You have a couple of decisions as a, as a player, as an international player. You can stop playing for your, for your country. I was not willing to do that because I'm so proud to play for my country. And then, um, yeah, after I, I, I talked to the club, uh, the people, they kept calling me uh, to convince me. And then um, I, I think... Me and my family, we took the decision to uh, to take the step. So the next step was this, like maybe not on the same level. Uh, that means on the amount of games you're playing and still be able to be there for my family. I think this is a really interesting answer from Toby. Because, of course, it's well known that clubs in the Middle East pay very well. So the financial aspect was important as well for Toby. Like it should be, after all. Playing football is Toby's profession, so you want to be paid well. But the family aspect was new for me. Nobody has to feel sorry for professional football players. Toby knows that. He has a good life. But football players in the Premier League have an insane schedule, especially if they play in the Champions League or Europa League as well, and play for their country. And Toby was on the road all the time. He found it difficult that he couldn't see his family as much as he needed to. For example, if when... When the little one uh, starts to cry when you're leaving, you know. Uh, I'm gonna give you an example. I um, I was in Qatar already, but uh, for example, I um, in the morning I bring my children to school, but then I do my session, etc., etc. And then my wife gets them sometimes from school. And every time my my daughter comes in, she runs to the sofa and she's like, "Daddy, daddy, I'm home." But then I had national team, so I was away for uh, ten days. So she come back from school. She was running, daddy, daddy, I'm home. And she couldn't find me and she panicked. So that was like moments that, you know, that breaks your heart, you know? And, and when those moments are one or two times, for example, now for the national team, that's okay. But it's like week in, week out again and again and again. And she's like crying on the door, like, don't go, please, daddy, don't go to work. But for me now, I had the opportunity to take that a little bit, that number down, like four out of seven or five out of seven to one or two times out of seven, you understand? So, and that was for me the big reason to look, I want to be there with my family and, and, and I just the pain that I had and I could see in her eyes, don't leave. That was, uh, the, the burden was too hard. For family, Doha is, is, is amazing. They have the best schools, universities, um, everything. So that was a big plus for us. Um, yeah, and again, for us, I've spoken with my wife and she said like, look, we know we decided when we finished our careers, of, I finished my career, um, we're going to live in Belgium. We're building a house in Belgium, so we're going to live there. So if you want to, and we know we're never going to live there again, you know, uh, Belgium. So we know if you want to do an adventure, it's, it has to be now. The children are young enough, they can adapt. It's going to be a, a lovely experience for them as well. So if we want to do it, we have to do it now. Um, but then we don't have a lot of time to decide because they, of course, Qatar, uh, El Duhil, they want to, to know very quickly and we were on holiday so it was um, it was quick this yeah and it was a little bit like a jump into an adventure it was was like this because we don't you can you can talk you can uh, investigate a lot of things but not everything so sometimes you just have to close your eyes and and, and, and go for it and that's what we did so 
Toby and his wife closed their eyes and made the jump. They did a little bit of research, but they didn't have the time to fully comprehend what the move to Doha would be like. All they knew was that Toby would have to play fewer games, he would still get a very good salary, and that the city of Doha is practically designed for expat families. The move meant Toby had to leave Tottenham Hotspur after six years. Toby had a massive impact on the club. James Threlfall is one of the hosts of 433 on Instagram, and he is a massive Tottenham Hotspur fan. So I asked James to give a fan's perspective on the legacy Toby left behind after six years at Tottenham Hotspur. Here's James. Man, he was incredible. And like that partnership with Jan, um, I think it really helps, you know, the two Belgian players at the back just holding it down like they were like a wall. Um, but I think above else, man, above everything else, man, he genuinely seemed to love Tottenham. And I think that's the thing. I talk about those tough times that we go through with Tottenham. And I think we're used to going through those battles. We're used to experiencing those moments of heartache at Tottenham. It's no, we're no stranger to those moments. And I think all we want is that every player shows up with that love and determination, whether we're winning or whether we're losing. And it felt like Toby genuinely wanted to be there every time he played for Tottenham. And I think the fans really appreciated that. And everyone, everyone, everyone kind of, uh, I guess, respected him for that. And I mean, he was our player of the season in the 2016-17 season. Um, and also, of course, a vital part in our run to the Champions League final. Sorry, I know 4-3-3 based in Amsterdam. Lots of Ajax fans in the 4-3-3 headquarters. Um, and we, of course, pulled off a miracle to get to the finals. It didn't go so well for us in the finals, but Toby was a massive part of that run to, to the Champions League finals. And I know from hearing him talk before, that's something that he's, you know, he regards as like a real big moment in his time at Tottenham. Um, and I think as well, Toby was one of the first people there celebrating with Lucas when he scored that goal as well. Um, but I think having to be a bit a bit respectful because obviously previous Ajax player couldn't celebrate too, too, too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, uh, still a delicate subject here uh, in the Netherlands. So how, what did you think about the decision from the club and Toby to part ways? And how did you feel about it from a fan's perspective? I think I'm going to come back to the fact that it really feels like the fans loved and still love Toby as like almost a, a kind of a bit of a Tottenham legend. He did so much for the club that I think when he made the call to move, as everything that Toby does is like, he seems like I've never met the guy, but he just seems like a really nice, respectable guy that you know, he loves Tottenham. He's going to go and try something new. He's given us six years of his life and he's worked hard every single day. And from what I saw, it was mainly an outpouring of kind of love for Toby on socials and thanks for what he'd, he'd done and achieved for us. Um, and still to this day, I only hear Spurs fans say great things about him. And I know, I know we would have Toby back at the club, I'm sure in, in a heartbeat, but like, I talk about that kind of outpouring of love. Like it's an honor, man, that you even asked me to come and be on this podcast. Because as a Spurs fan, it's like, for me, like, you know, Toby, Toby smashed it for Tottenham. And yeah, so that, there was no, I, from, from everyone I've spoken to, there was no animosity that Toby was leaving. It was upset that he was going, but like, we wish him the best. And yeah, it's great to see that he's happy and, and enjoying the next step. All right, so Toby left Tottenham in the summer when he was on vacation. Tottenham and Elderhill quickly came to an agreement. 
Daniel Levi, the president of Tottenham, spoke with Toby. He thanked him for his years at the club and wished him well. There was no time for Toby to say goodbye to everyone at Tottenham though, because things were moving very, very fast. When, when I said, okay, I want to come, uh, I went straight from a holiday to, to Qatar, to Doha. Of course, then my wife uh, takes care of the rest. She takes care of the movement, you know, to, to move everything. Um, I get my, my house, um, I sold it. I have to sell it, so I sold it. It's a big job afterwards, but then thank, thankful I have, my, I have my wife, who is very clever and helps me a lot with that. Uh, of course, I have my agent, my dad. Um, and I lived in Madrid, Amsterdam, so I knew a little bit about move, moving. Uh, and of course, there are companies that could help. So that went actually that went quite quickly. Um, and first thing, when you make a transfer, it's it's important to find a house here so you can put all the stuff from everywhere. You can put here. You have an address here and everything. So that was the first thing we had to do. So when I signed, I. I go straight into training and after training I was looking for houses or apartments to, to find a new home. So for two weeks I was here um, with my father. My father stayed here as well because we had two weeks to find something. Because I had, I had to have an address here to get the family to come over here. So I was, um, yeah, I was looking for agents and the club helped me with agents to see a lot of apartments and stuff like this to but I think um, yeah they helped me very good to, to find something and, and we are not very difficult people our demand is not very high we just want a cozy home with enough space and maybe an extra room when, when family or someone is visiting us and then we find something amazing with a good view life is good here uh, life is good Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So life is good now for Toby. And he's living his last adventure as a professional football player outside his home country of Belgium. To really understand Toby and his outlook on his life as a professional football player, you have to understand the beginning. It all started in the beautiful city of Antwerp. That's where Toby grew up in a warm family, with his two brothers and his parents. Toby left his family in Belgium when he was only 15 years old to join the Ajax Academy in Amsterdam. Ever since that moment, he's been away from home. And just like he missed his own kids and wife often when he was on the road with Tottenham Hotspur, he missed his parents and his two brothers a lot when he moved from Antwerp to Amsterdam. It was a struggle for Toby, and he had to find a way to deal with it. I was just a normal guy in a normal family. So then, of course, uh, Ajax came, um, but that would have meant that um, I had to go to a guest family. At, at that point, I was 15 years old, and only here was Ajax, Ajax, Ajax. So yeah, for me, it was, I need to go, I need to go. Of course, there's some time that my parents had to think about it. Oh, what about school, etc. Uh, but then, then when I was there, um, after a couple of months, it just hit me. You know, um, I was 15 years old. I came from a small village to to a very big, big multicultural city. Everyone knows how Holland is, and especially Amsterdam. They are very direct. So for me, it was very difficult. So I got I got homesick. So that was a very difficult time. You know. Um, so yeah, I. 
I went through a, a very tough period, but at the end, of course, it, it, it made me a lot better, made me very mature at a young age. And I think that's, um, that got me to a level like that I could, when I got in the first team, I was ready to compete. I had to fight um, from a young age to, I wouldn't say to survive, but a little bit in my head to survive, you know? Because when I was 15, I made a lot of sacrifices, but no one said, oh, it means you're going to make it and you're going to be a professional football player and you're going to play in the Premier League. And no one said this because it's, it's a gamble. How many players I play with that don't even play football anymore? And they, play in the, they played in the Ajax Academy uh, on the 19, or, you know? So that's crazy um, because it's a hard way. Because when you're 15, you get in the puberty, you know? So you, you want to maybe go to a party, I want to go this or that. And that you just couldn't do it uh, because it was always football, football, football. Um, so it's not, it's in every age had their problems, their difficulties. And I think everyone that comes to the high, reaches the highest level, I think they sacrifice a lot to go there. You know? Not everyone has the talent of Messi, for example, who can do maybe whatever they want and they're just that good. For me, I can only speak maybe for myself, but I need to work very, very hard to, to get to this level and, and, and to stay uh, for so many years at this level. So were there then also doubts in your mind, like maybe I'm not going to make it and then I have pretty much, you know, sacrificed or wasted maybe a lot of time? There was one thing, um, how bad that I felt, but on the pitch I could I could just leave it and I could play and I enjoyed playing. That, that's what I had. I enjoyed football. So that it, maybe if I didn't perform on the pitch, maybe I would have said after a year, ah, this is not going to work. Let's go back to Belgium and, 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 and do your best there. Uh, but at, at the pitch, on the pitch, I was performing because I know when I was 16, uh, and then at the, at the time I got a different mindset. Before it was Belgium, I miss Belgium, uh, homesick. But then I got like, okay, let's finish school. If I finish school, I get my driving license. If I get my driving license, I want to have my first contract. If I have a contract, I can, I can rent a car. So that means I can drive sometimes to Belgium. So I had different objectives to get me through that time. Uh, and then, yeah, then you get one, two, third, and, and, and you go on. And then you get, get in a rhythm, like, okay, you get older, the homesick goes a little bit away. I think it's interesting that you set your goals with in mind that you could then travel to Belgium more often. <laughs> I, was, I was 18 years old and I was studying for my, of course, to get my, the, um, um, I would say like uh, to finish school, I was studying for my driving license and I was, fighting on the pitch to get my first contract uh, like a like a pro contract to so that I can I can rent a car to go back here so that's why I always said look if I I will do for everything for football everything everything I live everywhere I will do everything but when I when my career is finished I go back and I'm gonna live there with my with my family with my old family you know see my friends because yeah for imagine I finish my career after these contracts I will be away from home for 20 years so 20 years, that means um, maybe I see my, in a year, I see my mom and my dad five times a year maximum. And they are already above 60 years old. So I want to have time with them, to spend time with them. Football was always number one, always. All right. So that was the beginning of Toby's journey through Europe as a professional football player. Comes that free kick. Eldeveld with a header. It's there. Toby Eldeveld. What a time to score your first goal for Tottenham. Towards that near post, great touch. And Asmir Begovic beaten by Toby Alderweireld. And then towards Alderweireld. 
And it's a goal. It's across the line. And it's Toby Alderweireld this time. And Belgium romp into a 3-0 lead. In by Son. Oh, and the header's into the net. And Spurs have taken the lead. And Toby Alderweireld is the man celebrating into the final 10 minutes of the game. After Ajax, Toby transferred to Atletico Madrid. Then Southampton, then Spurs, and now Aldo Hill for the final chapter of his career outside Belgium. Here's what his day-to-day routine looks like in Doha now. So my day-to-day routine is like um, it's quite boring, but uh, yeah, I, I bring my, my my both of my children to school. I come back. I, we have a gym uh, downstairs. I live in an apartment building with a gym and a pool. So I do my first session in the morning. Then I rest, I eat, I rest. In the evening, um, I have my uh, field session with the team. I come back, I eat, I watch some television, I go sleep. So it's very boring, but yeah, uh, um, it's it's life of a professional. And, and people think, I understand, oh, maybe you go to Qatar, so it's, it's a different level. So maybe you drop and you, you start to enjoy life and holiday. But it's definitely not like this because they are very, very ambitious. Um, and again, it's... I've been, I'm used to this when I was six, seven years old or 10, 15 years old. I'm used to, to be professional, to work so hard. So it's something I, 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 I always will do when I'm, when I play football, when I have a contract, I always give my best. And it means, um, that I have to work very hard. How would you describe the club? From day one, I felt, I felt like home, felt they, they really want to comfort me. They want to and make sure that I feel good so yeah uh, and it's very nice that everyone speaks English uh, because that's about Doha as well um, everyone speaks English and it's very very nice so I can speak with everyone I can communicate with everyone because when I made a, made a, a transfer to Atletico Madrid in Madrid was difficult and I didn't speak Spanish and they didn't speak English so then it's it's difficult to, to get conversations to, to explain yourself so that's very nice about Doha, that from day one I can speak to everyone, I can explain myself. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's very nice. What do you think of the level of play in, uh, in the league? I think, um, of course, it's not the Premier League, uh, but I think they, they make a lot of big steps, uh, especially when they, when they knew they got, got the World Cup coming, uh, I think 12 or 10 years ago. They invested a lot of in, in, in youth, in academy and, and infrastructure as well. And you see this is coming out now because you see players with good techniques, with um, people who uh, players who understand the game. And with and they, of course, they have international players as well. For example, in my team, we have Nam who's playing South Korea. We have Sassi who's playing for Tunisia. So, yeah, you, we have uh, as well European players. And with, with, the, with the academy players from Qatar who's getting better and better, I think it's a good way that they really want to improve their league. Uh, for example, I think you can have four or five foreigners uh, in your squad. The rest have to be, has to be a Qatarian people because they, they really uh, want their, you know, their own people, I would say, you know, their own nationality to, to become better, get opportunities to play, to train. Uh, so I think, yeah, they're doing a wonderful job. Yeah, and so, of course, about the upcoming World Cup, there's been a lot of uh, coverage also about like the situations for the workers in Qatar. What did you think about that and, and did it play a role? Maybe I'm privileged because I'm, everyone that I talk to, they are happy um, that they can work here. <coughs> that doesn't mean that there are no problems, you know, for sure. But I think we have to, we have to use this opportunity with the World Cup to, 
to spotlight those uh, problems. Like, look, there are problems. We have to solve them. We have to get them better. I think that's better than just to say, look, I don't come because of this, 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 and shut your eyes and, and, and close, close the door. I think we have to open the door so people can come in and see what are the problems, what we can do to help. Um, and maybe it's, maybe it's, it's strange to say, but I can change the world. But what I can do is try to be as good as possible to be the people around me. So, for example, some people work for me or do things for me or help me. I can be good, very good to them. And if everyone starts to do this, a little bit the, the mindset that I have, instead of, oh, they have problems or maybe they're there because I don't know, who am I to say, oh, this is wrong, this is right, and this is because I don't know. The, the things that I have with Qatar is only positive. How they treated me, again, I'm privileged, I understand this, but the only thing I can say is I'm, I'm, I'm very happy here and they treated me unbelievable. So what do you think the World Cup will be like in Qatar? Uh, a, a lot less traveling than normal. I played two World Cups before, there was Russia and Brazil, so there was very a lot of traveling, traveling. So yeah, Doha and Qatar is, is very small, so the traveling wouldn't be that far. So that will be very nice. Uh, I think the temperature is going to be good. I think here in November uh, is a wonderful time to play. Sometimes a little bit hot, but it's not like 50, 50 degrees in the summer. And they're going to have uh, AC in the stadium. So even if it's too hot, they will change it a little bit and uh, it will be perfect to play. Toby expects to make it to the World Cup as part of the Belgian national team. His generation is the best generation of Belgian football players ever, with stars like Romelu Lukaku, Kevin De Bruyne and Jan Vertonghen. However, even though they came close a couple of times, they haven't won a trophy yet. Here's Toby on his expectations for Belgium at the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, I wouldn't say, yeah, we're going to win it, we need to win it. I think, like always, we, we give our best and, and hopefully um, we, can, we can do something... Special like last World Cup, I think third is the best um, best position ever for Belgium history. So that was nice, but no one wants to be third. You want to be the, the first, of course. What do you think the legacy will be of this this golden generation, so to speak, of, of Belgium? <clears throat> yeah, first of all, we got the best position ever. We we give uh, we kick some doors open for Belgium. I think for accommodation in Belgium that changed a lot. If you see from, I can only say from where I started was like I think. That, that's very important because we give now a platform for the youth that are coming to, that it's not that difficult anymore to, to get on this level, you know. But I think we had a very, we have and had a very special generation with a lot of good players, with people, and don't, don't underestimate, who love to play for the national team. Yeah, I think we have five players above 100 and a lot of players just under 100. That means you're very dedicated to your country. You always, like I said before, traveling, playing for your country and, and stuff like this. So I think we are two, three years number one in the world. That means we're always there. You know, of course, we don't have a prize. I understand this. But on the other hand, we're always there. We're, we were in the final of the Nations League. We were, um, I think our, our worst result is quarterfinal, semifinal, quarterfinal. It's like this. So it's, of course, we want to win it. But on the other hand, we give like a good platform for the for the generation that are coming to show, look, um, this is how we need to do it. In the meantime, Toby and his wife are building a home in Belgium, where their family will live after their time in Doha comes to an end. On his left arm, Toby has a tattoo he got during his time at Ajax. The tattoo sums up the story of Toby's life as a professional football player. It says, every day I come closer to the home where I was born. 
that comes from the time that uh, I left home. Every day I come one day closer to go back again, to to be back with my family, to my brothers, my friends, <coughs> my, my parents, my grandparents, and just to be around the the place that I was left 15, uh, when I was 15, yeah, uh, almost 20 years ago. How do you imagine your life when you move back to, to Belgium with your family? For sure, I'm gonna enjoy my family, you know, um, to be able to spontaneously do something. Not like, oh, maybe, in, I know end of May, I will be home. End of May. So it's like, oh, maybe end of May, I will see you then. And that way you can, it's more like everything is arranged in schedules. Oh, now I have time, I have maybe three days, so I will see you then. And then I see this person then. So then, then I'm gonna decide like, look, maybe spontaneous, let's go for a coffee, let's go for dinner, let's go. Just, if I want to do this, I can do this. And to see everyone that I want to see. Isn't that funny? That in the end, that's what it all boils down to. Simply being able to see your family and have a cup of coffee with them whenever you want to. Toby Alderweireld was a football prospect at Ajax and became a star in the Premier League. He earned a lot of money and became famous playing games all over the world, representing his clubs and country. But in the end, all he wants is some more time with his family. His parents, his kids. Because some things are simply priceless. That's what it all boils down to. At least for Toby. I want to thank Toby Alderweireld and James Threlfall for their time. Follow this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. We're working on a bunch of cool stories. And if you want to show your support, it would help us a lot if you could give our podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All right. My name is Sam van Raalte. Thank you for listening. And on to the next story in the home of football.